Good morning, Dennis. Good evening, Mashi. How are you doing? You were uh, recently in Scotland, so it's good to not, yes. No, Germany. What about Germany? I've gone from like Iceland to Scotland and now Germany. Well, no this all makes sense, right? I went to Iceland before that and I was in Germany to see Riley, who used to live in Scotland. Like the thread is there, but even if the misses are still misses. You know, you know what's funny? Is that's the exact thread. That is exactly how I no joke. That's and, and I was listening to your podcast you know, another podcast where you talk about Iceland. That's why I keep doing that. So Yeah, that's our all falls yeah. apart. Yeah, Germany was okay. good. Fresh back late last night. Oh, it wasn't great actually. I lost my luggage for the first time in my entire life. I got to that part yet, but did you did you get to run down a hill singing the hills are alive with the sound of music? It really does look like that. Like we were in Bavaria, and if you look out the window and take a photo, it just looks it looks ridiculous. And because it's quite high up, you get the sort of you know mist in the distance. So the nearest mountain looks normal. And then everything beyond that looks like it's painted onto the side of a wall, Truman Show style. It doesn't look real at all. I got to go. Did you have any? Uh, so one question, then we'll get to the, the heart of the show. Um, there's this great steak place in New York called Peter Luger's. Mm-hmm. And they have this thing called schlag, which is like a whipped cream with sugar that they put on every dessert, your coffee, yep. everything. Yep. Um, and it is, but it is like, what clouds in heaven taste like. This I, had it with an ap- I had it with an apple strudel. Okay. It's great, isn't it? It's really good. Uh, that's the thing we have in Croatia too. In, fa- in fact, what you call, like whip- the word for whipped cream in Croatian is schlag. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, God. We got to do it. All right. I, I, mean, uh, I said we got to do it. I, I keep threatening to go to uh, Croatia with Dennis. So that, that's why I said we got to do it. Uh, Riley made a funny point to me, which is everything you think about when you think of Germany from like a like a cultural stereotype perspective, like lederhosen, beer, pretzels, schnitzel, uh, like sausages. That's all Bavaria. Yeah, I buy that. I buy that. I need to go to Bavaria then. That's what I want. I don't know. Schnitzel. Schnitzel's delicious. That's uh, yeah. We went to a, a, like a traditional Bavarian place, and it was like pork knuckle schnitzel and like some soup and riley was like every single restaurant in here has this exact same menu and he was not kidding it's very few items so if you don't like schnitzel it's a problem oh god oh god um all right well that's when last week's book we talked about goal setting we, we talked did. about making a plan and so i wanted to continue that conversation but i wanted to offer a quote which i'm quite certain you're familiar with and it's one of my favorite kind of um quotes of its type are you ready i'm ready Everybody knows it's a word off trouble, you knock on wood. But usually it's better to make a wall out of the wood and let trouble do the knocking. I do not know that quote. Wow, you're such a noob sometimes, you know that? That is from a little card I like to call Wall of Wood, one green for an O3 wall. It's a magic card. It is a magic. I I love this. This has been around since Alpha Beta, right? You know, Wall of Wood. So, but... It always conjured this idea of what is luck. And, and, and I think in our cases, we can repurpose it to what is planning, right? Knocking on wood is great. And I'm a big, you know, I, I, I mean, I've got all kinds of, I, I mean, I wear my mala beads and I have, you know, all kinds of stones and stuff. Where I'm spiritual like that. I, I, I believe in a lot of wacky stuff. But I also believe, you know, you make your own luck, you make your own way. And so you can make a one, three, five. You can create those goals. You can write all that down. But when you write all that down and sit there and do nothing, you're just knocking on wood. Mm-hmm. Go out there and make your opportunities. Okay, plan things. My old man used to say, luck is preparation meeting opportunity. So are you prepared? Maybe the opportunity is not coming today. Maybe it's not coming tomorrow. Maybe it's not coming till you know, next year. But when you're prepared and that opportunity comes, it feels like luck. 
it feels like, oh my God, I can, but it, it, you know, you've laid the groundwork. Even more than it feeling like luck to other people, it looks like luck for sure. Oh, incredible. And so that's why that, that, when I, when I thought about this, it's funny. I thought about this two nights ago in bed. It's like, when you write the goal down, that's great. You're just knocking on wood. And by the way, I do knock on wood. Uh, but when you start making those steps towards it, I think you're making that next step. It's better to build that wall and let evil do the knocking, which I love. I love conjuring that idea. It's like, you know, do something about it. Don't be passive. It, it, it has an element of agency because, yeah, the phrase luck implies this sort of throw things to the wind, throw the dice and hope things come up your way. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. this other perspective, yeah, it takes the agency back and you're, it's, you're relying on the other person to be lucky, I suppose. Um, so what... When we spoke, I said, "There's most of my goals are. There's so many of them out there. I'm not working on. There are coals in the fire, as it were. Right. But there are some that I do pick out. I'm like, I got to work on this. I got to focus on this. And I read the other thing too. By the way, the other thing is super important. And I'm not doing it right now, so I'm gonna call myself out. You have that list. You read it every day. It's not war and peace. Read those goals every day, forefront of the mind. Because then so I you're a believer. You're you're a believer in mantras, right? Like actual old school, yeah. daily repetition, back of the brain buzzing yeah. mantras. Yeah. But I think, I think reading those goals, it's like, there's a gravity that they have. They will pull you on. Not alone. Again, don't just knock on wood, but I do think having them in present in mind, having them, knowing them, there's a certain gravity, the sub, the power, I don't know if you call it the power of the subconscious mind, you can call it whatever you want, with those goals pulling towards. So, uh, Dennis, do you, are you knocking on wood or are you building walls and then evil doing the knocking? I'm definitely not, I, I'm definitely leaning too far on knocking on wood, to be honest. Like, and in terms of, I think planning forward and picking goals that I'm okay, but I do not put pen to paper, like you mentioned. And before we started recording, even you said that 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 gives an additional gravity. And I remember even cramming for um, tests and stuff in school. Well, what I would do is I would, I would, you know, learn a bunch of dates or whatever. And I would learn a bunch of, for like a history exam or whatever. Right. And I would sit down and I would write them out over and over and over and over and over again. And it just engages a different part of your brain. And I remember when I was learning, it was specifically dates for history exam. Before I went to bed, I would take out my phone and I would type up the bullet points I would put in an essay or whatever before I went to bed. And as much as that engages your different part of your brain to try and memorize those things with, with you know, goals and perspective and reflection, things like that. I do think it engages a different part of your brain as well in terms of how you emotionally internalize those things. Uh, it gives them a lot more weight and a lot more power. It's almost like a cheat code, right? Rather yeah. than thinking of something once a week for five years, you can think of it every day for one year, right? Yeah. And I think thinking about it every day for one year, you, your, your mind, look, your mind works in crazy ways, right? Like I'm asking you how Germany was and I got there via Iceland and Scotland and eventually Germany. And turns out we were in Bavaria the whole time. So it, it, it's, I do think that there are ways that, again, it's not magic. Your mind guides a lot of you subconsciously. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And when you start to, when you start thinking about it, you start to realize how little control even inside I have. Like, I can't be like, okay, heartbeat, beat faster, digest stomach, digest fast. There's a lot going on here that, the old, the old gray matters regulating that I have no conscious control over. You start to think about what else can I do that I don't have any conscious control over. And again, it's not magic. It's, I don't think it's like, oh my God, you're, you're, you're manifesting. We talked about it. I do be manifesting because I think there's so much else going on that you start to act, see opportunities, create opportunities when maybe 
you know, there aren't any really there to your conscious mind. I think your unconscious mind can pick up a lot of it and start to feed in that. That's why I do believe in all that. Well, what that what that practically manifests itself as is, and like um, Darren Brown has a lot of his, and he's an illusionist and like writer and stuff who I highly recommend. I just, well, he's just very illusions, good. Michael. Illusions. Illusions, right? Not something tricks or words for money. No. <laughs> Darren Brown uh, has a lot of these things where he talks about um, we are aggregates of the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. Right. Mm. And he's not a psychologist or a psychoanalyst or a psychotherapist or something like that. But I think there is truth to that. And it, this way that you frame yourself and the way that you frame your mind, it sounds, you know, hokey pokey, wishy-washy to say it'll generate opportunities for you. What it'll actually do is it'll take stimuli, an email you receive, a job listing you see, uh, yes. something a coworker says to you, and it, you'll interpret it as an opportunity, whereas you wouldn't have otherwise. I agree. Let me ask you this, Dennis, because we're doing this, we're having a good time. It's a way for us to connect. In terms of real impact, will this discussion change? Any, will you write a one-year plan? Will you take action on any of those things? It, you know, we talk about it, we discuss it. That's great. Theory is super important um, because you know theory is the start to action. Um, sometimes actions start to theory. I, you know, it's very cyclical because sometimes you do something and you sit back and think about it, and that's how you come up with the theory. But um, right now we'll say theory before action. Are you going to put any of it into action? I'm, pu- I'm putting Dennis on the hot seat. That's fine. I think I'm too, and I should, I, I, I agree almost objectively that I should. I think I'm too nervous about failing, right? Because <laughs> one, once you pin it, look, I talked about failure being a strategy before. Once you pin a goal, it's measurable, right? And you either did or you didn't on a date will roll around and you will either have achieved the thing or you haven't. And I think um, I, maybe I should practice what I preach here a little bit more. Um, that that will be what holds me back from saying in 365 days, I want to achieve this. I want to have written this. I want to have done this. I want to run this, whatever. Yes. Um, we're, we're doing some hiring at Card Shop Live and I come in and I do a spiel about um, you culture. Can link, you, you can link the job description in the comments. I, I, yeah, I, well, I think we've, I think we're, we're, we're going to fill it. But um, the, the first thing I say is we have a culture that embraces failure. Failure is important. Failure is good. Not 50% failure rate, but some measure of failure tells us we're pushing, we're innovating, we're trying. Success, the very worst teacher in the world. Success teaches us so little about what happened. Failure teaches us so much about ourselves, about the situation. We examine it. We, get, we are obsessed with failure. Outside of us, we're obsessed with success. Oh my God, look at the Kardashians. Look at, you know, you know, look at the, the Royals in England. Good God, whatever. Um, we're so obsessed with success. Inside of us, internally, we're so obsessed with failure. We're so obsessed with our failures. We don't, we don't linger on our successes. We linger on our failures. Use that because failure teaches you what you did wrong. Success, you can't tell how it all went. You can't tell how you ended up on that road. Everything that went your way, you can't tell all the little things that broke your way. You don't get that vision. But I can guarantee you in failure, you start to look at everything that you think broke against you and you learn from it. Being afraid of failure is the worst thing in the world. We've talked about this with that book, Mindset. Yep. Failure is not the worst outcome. It is not. Failing to try, and again, I'm not trying to call you out. Failing to try is the worst outcome. Right. And it's that's, and that's encapsulated in the, in the do or not, there is no try quote you picked or, you know, um, failures when you stop trying, it's not when you actually you, you, like and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, maybe I will set some goals. I will set some goals. I am I'll going to. Set, I'll manifest. Okay, thank I'll you. manifest. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, come on, man. 
maybe I will. I will try. All this stuff. And the part, and- honestly, setting goals. I'm less worried about the part. I'm the part I need to hold myself to is 364 days from now. No, you don't. You don't think? No. The reflection, the backwards looking, the learning. You you read it every day, and it's funny because all of a sudden some of it happens. You're like, oh shit, that got taken care of. Mm. Um, you're don't don't. It's not the practice you know the journey is the adventure right the practice is it getting it down on paper is the important part hitting it it's the purpose this exercise not hitting a goddamn deadline it's getting there in the end you know are you going to be upset if your goal is 10 million dollars but you got there in 370 days instead of 365 is that a failure to you well it's tricky like i mean no obviously but um so like the industry that we both work in, like I work in product now, everything's divided into sprints. And if not sprints, then months. And if not months, then quarters, if not quarters, year halves, if not year halves, years, right? And everything is sliced in such a way that what was the value of these two weeks or these four weeks or these 12 weeks? Um, and when you do that, it's important to like micromanage and to, you know, to try and, you know, get the best value out of things and try and make sure you're sticking to your strategies, things like that. But it is very easy to lose sight of one year, three year, five year, 20 year, or 85 year lifetime goals, right? It is, but well, yes, but not if you're looking at them every day. If you're looking at them every day, yeah. So so on on any given day, when you wake up and think about your goals, are you prepared to adjust them? Or is there a review period? No, no, I don't adjust them, review. I mean, I will adjust them in the sense, I, I think I mentioned this before, it's not about achieving everything, it's about being able to achieve them. Having a Porsche, is not the goal. Being able to afford right, one, I understand. even if I don't want one, is the goal. I don't consider that an adjustment. Okay, I consider that a that goal is achieved. I just don't want that right now. I want an electric car, but guess what? I'm renting. I don't have anywhere to plug it in. Okay, yeah, yeah. so it'd be stupid for me to get. I don't want to do that thing where I drive it to a Target and charge it in the parking lot. That's, you know what I mean? So can I do that now? Yeah, I can go out and get one, but I don't want to do that right now. Have I failed that goal? No, I've achieved it. That's cool. We're good. You know, um, life happens. Review happens. By the way. You know, we're not a company. So if you don't make progress in your goal, but you spent three days in Bavaria or you spent a weekend in Iceland, that's okay. You got a lot out of it. That wasn't a waste, right? That's true. Now, yeah. If you spent a week playing League of Legends and didn't do shit, that's okay too. If that's what you want to do, you spend a month. One of my quotes that I have earmarked is for a future episode is time enjoyed wasting is not time wasted. Now scrolling through TikTok. Yeah, when 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 a machine learning algorithm designed to steal your attention is doing it, it's a little different. I agree. And on that note, good morning, Mashi. Good evening, Dennis. Till next time.